This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Good morning. This is Father Rich Kunst along with Cindy Jennings coming to you from the beautiful Diocese of Duluth, Minnesota. We are in St. James Catholic Church Gathering Space, which is my church. And uh, it's very good to have you back to Real Presence Live. And uh, we are very excited to have our uh, next guest, which who is Bishop-elect Michael Malloy from uh, currently the Diocese of Rapid City, South Dakota, but soon to be from the Diocese of Duluth, Minnesota. Bishop-elect, welcome to Real Presence Live. Uh, thank you. It's great to be with you. Now, normally, I mean, you're, you were one of the hosts, weren't you? Yes, I was. I how was long, one of the hosts for Real Presence Radio in the Rapid City Diocese. How, how long had you, had, had you been doing that for? Um, I think it was about, it was two or three years. I, no, it was about two years. No, okay. probably three not by now. Yeah, so three. Okay. And so I'm sure being a guest, you've probably been a host more than you've been a guest. Being a guest is a, a totally different reality, obviously. But, yeah, uh, it is. But, but at least I know, the, I know the ropes. I know how it works. Right, exactly, exactly. So um, I know you're getting ready for the the big uh, to-dos out there with Bishop-elect uh, Peter Mewich for the ordination coming up in just a couple of days. Um, yeah. Your world, your world must just seem like a total whirlwind right now. <laughs> well, it is. However, um, I have an excellent staff here, and we have been planning uh, Bishop Mewich's ordination for about six months. And so we're kind of in the home stretch, and we've got everything kind of in place and in order. And so we kind of we, we schedule it so that the last few days we pick up loose ends and stuff, but it isn't a big panic and a big rush to the end. So right now it's relatively calm. Um, Wednesday and Thursday, of course, we'll be busy again. Um, but uh, we're doing fine, and we're and so looking forward to this uh, great event in our diocese and uh, welcoming Bishop Mewich to his new ministry here in Rapid City. How is it? Uh, how is the whole COVID thing, thing affecting his ordination and the plans? Um, well, we were we were have we had to scale back the number of guests we invited significantly. Normally, when we have a, a, an ordination in our diocese, we have it in the civic center, and we get between two and three thousand people coming. And uh, in this case, of course, we couldn't, the civic center isn't open, and so we couldn't use it. And, um, and so we're having it at the cathedral, and we have the kind of the same restrictions everybody else does. So we have about 190 or thereabouts people coming um, that bishops, uh, priests from our diocese, priests from Duluth, and uh, uh, Bishop Mewich's family and, and his friends, and then um, some other guests who are involved in kind of key leadership roles in the diocese. It was hard. It was hard to do because we're so used to a much bigger affair. Right. Um, this is Cindy Jennings, the co-host, and I'm so glad you're with us today. Can you kind of just tell us a little bit about um, accepting your new appointment? Like, I know some people, especially the priest and bishops, know how all this works, but can you kind of just walk us through what happened and how you found out? Um, it was June 9th, um, and... Uh, I received a call, and I recognized the numbers coming from the nuncio, the Pope's representative in America. His name is Archbishop Christophe Pierre, and I assumed he was calling to ask me something about Bishop Mewich's ordination, because we had talked a time or two about various aspects of that. So I picked the phone up and, and uh, greeted him, and he greeted me, and there was some pleasantries, and then he said the 
words which anybody who has ever become a bishop under this nuncio knows well, he says, are you alone? And at that point, I sort of sunk into my desk chair, and, um, and I said, yes, um, I really want, I mean, I was like, yes, I'm, I'm alone, and he said, the bishop, the Pope Holy Father has asked you to become the bishop of Duluth, Minnesota, and I, at that point, I was up pacing back and forth in, the, in my office, because I was, I, was, was, I was in total shock and disbelief, uh, and never, I never thought this would happen. And, um, and so I was, just, uh, I was, and I'm sure I was sort of stuttering and stammering, and he finally said, do you know Duluth? And I, I said, yes, I know Duluth. Um, that really wasn't the problem. The problem was, will you be the bishop of? That was part of the question that I was stuttering <laughs> over. And uh, so we visited for a brief moment, and he, and he said, well, do you accept? And I said, yes. I mean, I guess I had thought I already had, so I was kind of, I was kind of surprised when he said, you know, asked me the question that directly because I thought I had already said, you know, okay. Um, so uh, that's how it happened. And then I went and to the chapel and prayed and said, I need help. I need lots of help. And I thought about um, when I was in the chapel praying, and, and still my heart was sort of racing, I thought about uh, uh, Bishop Serba, and uh, I had met him and, and gotten to know him a little bit as a, the administrator and had been able to... Um, uh, be with him for a couple different times, and then I attended his funeral, and uh, I, I just felt like he was in heaven, and I said, you need to help me. <laughs> you, you need to intercede for me if I'm going to be taking your your place in the Diocese of Duluth. Um, and, and there was a, then I, I calmed down, and it was fine. And I, of course, couldn't tell anybody for 10 days, and that was kind of nerve-wracking because, if, you know, I wanted to call my family. I wanted to call, you know, priest friends. I wanted to talk, call a lot of people, but I didn't. And then uh, once I got to Duluth and did the press conference, I was ready to go. I, uh-huh. I felt um, peaceful, and I thought, this is what God wants. And um, I was greeted warmly and welcomed in Duluth, and, um, and so I, I was... I'm ready to do that, and, and that has been a interesting. Now, this period of time is sort of a interesting because I I have like one foot in Duluth and one foot in Rapid City, and I'm trying to sort of straddle um, the uh, uh, the two realities right now. Um, but it'll come in time, and then I'll be able to shift my attention and go to work. So, so how many how many uh, Bishop like how many times did you look at the Duluth uh, Diocese Duluth website after you? Uh found out once just once yeah i'm not i'm not uh, i'm not um i i can maneuver in the social or the technical world okay i guess i wouldn't say i'm great at it um but i'm much better at dealing with people face-to-face than i am dealing with um screens and you know writing um and so i i'm uh I looked at it. I mean, I mean, I looked through it carefully. I didn't just glance at it. I looked through it carefully and went through all of it. And uh, and then I just haven't been back because it's not generally the way I would operate. Right. So we're going to be kind of a clean slate to you. Well, I yes, in some ways. I, I did receive, when I was there for the press conference, the, you, there was a history book that was done about at the time that, that Bishop, uh, I think it was Bishop Schweitz, became the right. bishop. Right. There was a history book done. I just I finished reading that. It was very interesting, and um, I have what's called the the uh, latest um, uh, ad limina report that was sent to mm-hmm. Rome last year. 
some reading through that to just to learn um, kind of the, the kind of the facts, you know, the 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 stats and that kind of stuff about the diocese and how things have been going on. But I'm really hopeful of of uh, you know listening and learning and dialoguing a lot. And like I said, rather than reading about so much, I want to I want to say to the people of God of Duluth, tell me about your diocese. Tell me about what is happening here. How is the spirit moving? Tell me about what directions you think we need to go. Those kinds of things, so that we can, you know, kind of move forward together um, with with the new kind of new period of time in the diocese of Duluth. Uh, and with your arrival here, what would you say your strengths? Are that God gave you the gifts that God gave you. Where, where, you know, where are you on that? We had Bishop Snur, who was kind of a good financial person, and then uh, Father or Bishop Serba, who was a good shepherd. Where do you feel like you fit in? Where do you, where are you going to bring the good strengths? Um, that, that's a hard question to answer um, uh, when you're in a position of accepting a job that you never thought you'd have. So <laughs> it's uh, interesting. You know, I guess I would say. Um, I pray that one of the strengths I have is to know that I um, that that I, I can't rely on myself. I mean, I I think I bring all kinds of experience to the table, um, but I think the greatest gift to know is is that is that I I can't rely upon myself. I have to rely on first of all on the grace of God, and then I have to rely on on the uh, the way that the Spirit of God moves in the staff and in the priests and in the people of the diocese, um, and, and, and then to have a great confidence that through all of that, God leads and guides all of us. And so I really pray that that can be the, the greatest gift that I can bring to, to the table. Um, that being said, I, I, I tend to be—people tell me I'm a good organizer, um, and I, I, I like to do that— um, I have a, a lot of experience in liturgy. I've, I've uh, been the office worship director here in the Diocese of Rapid City for almost 30 years, um, and so I bring a lot of experience and, and just awareness of that dimension of, of church life to me. Um, so I guess those would be a couple of things. I, I just haven't thought a whole lot about that, but that first one is really important that, that I, I come knowing I like what Pope Francis said when, he, when people said, "Who, are, who is you know, um, who is Pope Francis?" And he said, "I'm a sinner." And to me, that was a, an expression of, you know, I don't have all the answers. I don't know everything. Um, I depend on God's grace because by myself, I can't do this. And, and I hope that's the gift I can bring more than anything else. Beautiful. It's a, it, it's um, uh, you know, I, I suspect that not only the mentality of priest and bishop changing, but you're, I, you know, I mean, I can't even imagine at this point in my life going to a different diocese. And so I suspect that there's got to be something very challenging and saying, okay, well, I am, I'm no longer Rapid City. Now I'm, I'm aligned with a whole new diocese. How has that been uh, impacting you, Bishop-elect, in regards to in preparation for this? It's like there's got to be some mixed feelings and, 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 uh, and um, the idea of, of, you know, some real separation. Um, mostly I don't think about it right now, <laughs> because, yes, um, I mean, there's a, there's a, you know, it, it isn't leaving, it's leaving the people of the diocese and the priests of the diocese of Rapid City that is the part that's hard to think about, 
But one of the things that I've been blessed with, it, this is an interesting dimension of my life. Um, I m- m- lived in five different houses um, before I was uh, probably 10 years old. Hmm. And my mother died when I was 14, and that kind of turned our world upside down. And and I think what came out of that um, and the subsequent choice to go to the seminary and, and you know, living in parishes and moving is... Um, I've been I've been blessed with a with a the gift of when it's time to move it's time to move, right. and although I miss, you know I've enjoyed I, I've enjoyed every parish I've been in I've enjoyed every experience I've had I've learned so much I've grown so much, and those are all things that will remain forever in my heart, but now it's time to move and but, I can move. We were talking. And, uh, I don't, Oh, go ahead. Uh, we're, we're talking to Bishop Elect Michael Malloy for the Diocese of Duluth, and we'll be talking to continuing this conversation right after this break. Which I thought started right now. Your timing was just. <laughs> I guess my you're almost was... there. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's something technical going on in the background. Sorry about that, Bishop Elect. That's all right. As, as you as you know, we have little voices in our ears when you're a, a hoster, and so different things I, are happening. I, but, yes, I do know that. Yeah. Very much, so. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, obviously, well, I mean, just to go off a little bit of what you were saying, you know, uh, you know, obviously, we just came out of the some difficult times in the diocese of Duluth with bankruptcy, and you're moving around to different houses when you were a child and going to different parishes a lot. Uh, obviously, when you come to Duluth. As a as a uh, as a, a result of our bankruptcy, um, the bishop's residence um, uh, we no longer have, and so uh, I'm sure that's going to be a, another little challenge for you coming into a new diocese. Um, well, it is and it isn't. Uh, the, uh, the house that Bishop Serba lived in, I've been to when I went on my came for the uh, for the press conference. Uh, the, the, the little house there uh, by St. Rose Parish yep. in Proctor is is. More than adequate. Um, I, I was very uh, pleasantly surprised, and I'll be living there at least initially, and um, you know, get all set up and there, and we'll see how it goes. You know, it's it's uh, it's a fine house, and I don't need a big house uh, to live in. Um, you know, I'll just have to invite people over in smaller groups, I guess, um, to to visit. But um, you know, that part is that part is fine, and then in time, try to figure out if that's where I should be or if I should be in Duluth itself. Um, you know, and I've already asked the, the rector of the cathedral if I could have a room there in the event that I, you know, had a late night meeting or weather got bad or something that I would have a place to stay right in Duluth mm-hmm. um, so I can have easy access to work. So, but I'm not, the, the house in Proctor is just fine. It's, uh, um, I, I'm, I'm, I've lived for the last three years in a, a, a basically an apartment. And so that house is bigger than that, and so it'll be great. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to um, getting the house set up and and beginning to live in Duluth, Minnesota. And everybody says that the winters are terrible, and it's like oh, that's okay. I don't go outside. <laughs> <laughs> they are terrible. <laughs> yeah, which is actually kind of true. I'm not. A, I'm not an outdoorsy person. I mean, I I looked out at, when I got to my office there. I looked out and I thought, wow, this view is spectacular. And um, I, I love um, I, I love the idea of living by a lake. I grew up by the Missouri River, so I love the idea of being out on the water or being close to the water. But um, most of what I do by way of interest and hobbies is all internal inside. And so, if it's bad weather, it's bad weather. It's okay. I don't I don't mind. Um, and I I don't you know whether it's really hot out or really cold out. I just get out and do what I have to do and 
go back inside. So thank God for air conditioning and heat. <laughs> our, so. our current um, uh, chancellery slash pastoral office, uh, pastoral center, whatever you want to call it, was built uh, by Bishop Brom for our centenary yep. in uh, 1989. And uh, as soon as it was built, he was moved out to San Diego, and, and he basically wept over it because he said the best bishop's office in the entire country is in the Diocese of Duluth, Minnesota. So you must have been impressed with the office that you're going to be uh, inheriting. I was, I, was, I was absolutely blown away. <laughs> you know, one, one, of the, one of the things that I'm aware of is I, I grew up in a, in, on the prairie of western South Dakota where there's just enormous amounts of space, no trees, or very few. And I've grown to love that kind of expansiveness. It's sort of, I always think to myself, if God is any place, he's in the expanse, he's in the bigness of, of uh, the wide open skies and the, and the beautiful rolling prairie. And, and so, of course, when I drive up to Duluth with uh, Father Jim Bissonette, he kept saying, this is such and such town, and such such a town, and I kept saying, where's the town? You know, all I see is trees. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I walked into my office and I saw that, lake laid out before me, I thought, this is my prairie fix, you know? If I ever feel like I'm, like the, the trees are, are closing in on me, I can always go up to my office and look out and see forever and ever, and that'll be fine. Um, that being said, I think I will grow to, uh, to love and enjoy the, the trees, and especially I'm, I'm looking forward to the fall and hoping around the time I'm ordained, maybe we'll have some nice colors. Um, so it'll all be just fine. I'm, you know, where I live, is secondary to uh, the people of God that I serve and what God has called me to. So that can happen anywhere. Uh, years ago, I, I discovered that I can be happy wherever I want to be happy. Yeah. And I well, can be miserable yeah. wherever I want to be miserable. And that's my choice. That's right. That's great. Because, you know, I mean, as you've said it yourself, it's like God called you here. So it's like you yep. can find happiness in that because he doesn't call us to be you miserable. Bet. I'm going to try to use that for this winter, though. Yeah. Because <laughs> maybe it'll help me get through. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our winters are a bit long, a bit harsher. So now, obviously, you know, I mean, uh, Bishop-elect, you know, as a guy, I mean, you just experienced this as a priest anticipating a bishop, as we have here in Duluth. It's like, there's there's such a relief when you finally hear that a bishop is being named. It's like, without, without uh, you know, we have administrators, but it's not the same thing. And so, right. uh, to have the shepherd called... From a priest standpoint, from a guy in the saddle in the in the in the trenches, so to speak, just you know, whoever it was, I was so relieved to hear that the Holy Father finally selected a shepherd for us, a bishop for us, and and you must have had this really weird experiences to have such a unique spot of, okay, well, I just got my bishop. You were the administrator, obviously, of Rapid City. You just got your bishop, and then within, I don't know, how how many days was it between uh, Bishop Elect Muich's being named and your finding out? It was and what was going through your mind? A little shy of a month. Um, uh, I, first of all, I share your your conviction. When when I found out that um, uh, Father Muich was coming here, I was there was a sense of oh, he's a good man, and it'll be fine, and and let's let's go to work. You know, let's get going. I was I was very very excited for that, and I had met and known Peter a few times before, and so it was um, it was it was such a relief to, to have that. That, like you said, that shepherd um, it headed our direction. Um, for it to happen to me was, you know, there's that, there's that sense of, wow, um, can I do this? And and now all of these people in Duluth are having that same sort of feeling as you described it. You know, we finally have a bishop and he's coming our way, and and so there's a, um, 
there's a sense of, um, I guess, awe maybe is a little way to describe it, uh, probably a, a little fear, and not a fear that I can't, uh, that about doing the job so much as uh, just the awareness of, of the position that I will be in as, you know, as the shepherd, as, as the guy who, who leads and guides. I mean, I, I said um, after we picked, uh, after Bishop Mewich was picked, I said I look forward to the day when I can say to somebody who asked me a question, you'll have to ask the bishop about that. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, a month later I thought, well, that's me. That's, that, I'm the one they're going to ask the question to. And so there's, um, there's, it's, it's not hesitancy, it's not fear, but it's, it's like, wow, Lord, um, you really want me to do this, huh? Um, you really think I can do this? Okay. All right, I'll, I'll give it my best shot, but wow. <laughs> um, it's an enormous um, responsibility um, yeah. to be a shepherd of people. Now, um, uh, you um, uh, ad- admitted already that you're not too much into the Internet, but you have to know that you've gone a little viral up here. Yes, I'm sure I did. <laughs> the, 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 uh, um, uh, obviously, anybody that's being named a bishop, everybody's going to look online to see what's, what's there. But uh, uh, the first thing, well, of course, the very first thing that I had uh, at least seen of you online was when um, uh, you were, you were, I had no idea, and you were kind of basically working the interview with Bishop-elect Mewich. I was watching that, obviously, because I know uh, Bishop-elect Mewich well, and uh, watching how you were kind of working that. But then, as soon as you were named, of course, the first thing I, I watched was your your tour of your chancery. Yeah. So I bet you that got a lot more views after you were named. Yeah. Yeah, and it was it was interesting. It was fun to do. Um, um, those those kind of things are always fun to do. I I. Uh... I have no hesitation, probably sometimes to my detriment, but I have no hesitation to jump in and uh, try things. And uh, that was a fun thing to do and, and kind of make it lighthearted. You know, people haven't seen the, our new building, and they still haven't because we still haven't opened up to the public. And so it was fun to share that with people. And then and then your, your musical abilities came out, too, on the Internet. Yes, they did. <laughs> um, actually, there's an interesting tie in that song to Duluth. Um, when I was at Monona in the seminary, um, Bishop Brum was my rector, and um, we had we always talked or thought that he would become a bishop, and and so um, in some sort of a party or a celebration about him or about him, I actually took the words to the song "If I Were a Rich Man" and mm-hmm. I rewrote them, and that was the first time I did it was in Monona, Minnesota, really uh, for Bishop Brum, and uh, um, I don't remember how he reacted to that. <laughs> um, I don't know if that was funny or not, and so the one that is on the internet is the one I, I we had a we have a talent show at the high school, or at the yeah the high school here in Rapid City, and um, I thought it'd be fun just to to do that because in all truth I never thought it would happen, <laughs> and so I thought this would just be a great parody and people get a good you know laugh out of it, um, and um, and little did I know that somebody had recorded <laughs> it and here it is. Yeah. So. <laughs> and so one of your lines was, I can't remember what it was, but uh, I wouldn't have to work much. Is that what it was? Yeah, wouldn't have to work hard. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. It isn't, isn't true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's so great to have you on. And I know we have a few minutes left here, and I just want to know if there's any final thoughts, reflections that you'd like to share with us. Okay. Um, I thought about that a little bit because I got got the questions ahead of time, and I would just I would ask in a special way that 
people of the Diocese of Duluth and other people that know me throughout the listening area, if you would just please pray for me, um, because I'm, I'm very willing and I, I want very much to be a good bishop and to lead and guide the diocese in the way that God wants me to. Um, but I know myself, and I know that I can sometimes get in the way. And so um, to pray that um, God would grace me with the, with the abilities that I need to be the, the pastor that the Diocese of Duluth needs right now, um, to lead and guide us for however long God gives that to me. And um, So if people would pray for that, I would be very, very grateful. Um, the other thing I'd say to them is, is don't be afraid. I'm not going to come in and, you know, with both guns blazing and, and uh, turn everything upside down. I, I, don't, I don't know Duluth, and I don't know the church there, and I want to learn about it. Um, I mean, I, and I will definitely come with my own thoughts and ideas, but I, I really want to, uh, I want to work with the people together um, with the priests of the diocese, you know, as, as kind of my, my first advisors to really um, forge a path for us that is really going to allow us to become the people that God calls us to be. So, um, you know, no big upsets coming, so we're not going to do anything that's going to alarm people, at least I hope not. Um, <laughs> certainly not, I don't have anything in mind in that regard. So so the prayer and, uh, um, as Pope John Paul II said, uh, do not be afraid. Yeah, uh, Bishop, I, 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 Bishop Alec, I dare say that you've probably had more intensive prayers for you in the last few weeks than you've ever had in your life. That yes, would be my I'm guess. Sure, I have. And, and yeah, your name people is. People have been. Yeah. Your name is being mentioned at every mass now. Of course, you're in the yeah. you're in the Eucharistic prayer. That's got to feel a little odd. Yeah, your name well, is. And when they say it here, like in the prayer of the faith, we pray for Bishop Elect Michael Malloy. I just. I want to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let, me, let, let that soak in a little bit. Let me let me think about that. Yeah. Um, because I, I, I celebrate Mass for the Sisters, and they pray in the prayer of the faithful for me quite often, along with Bishop-elect Peter Mewitt, so they pray for both of us. So. Yeah. Well, uh, we're we're excited, very excited, Bishop, for you to come. You are inheriting what, you know, I'm a lifelong Duluthian, and so I may be a bit biased, but I think you're inheriting a, a great diocese, not without its challenges, but our presbyterate is the best thing we've got going. We've got just a great, most of our most of our priests are younger, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm 50, and I think that there's only like three that are older than me that are in active ministry, and so uh, we've got a very um, young presbyterate and a very faithful and devoted ones, and so... Um, uh, you'll be inheriting yeah. a good diocese in that regards, in a lot of regards. But well, it, it, yeah, and I'm, I, you know, I definitely want the priest to know that um, one of my primary thoughts about being a bishop is to be a, a good shepherd for the priest of the diocese. And I've heard you're not the first person that's spoken about the presbyterate, so I am, I'm excited to meet meet every, meet all the priests and begin working with them and see how they do ministry in all their various parishes and what what gifts and talents they bring to the table. So I'm looking forward to that. That's part of, of my being there and, and uh, working with them. I, I want to I definitely be a collaborator with them in terms of ministry in the diocese. So looking forward to that piece. Well, well, Bishop-elect, that's music to my ears as a priest of this diocese. So thank you very much. And thanks for being with us on the air. It's been great to have you, and I can't wait to meet you again in person and have you back up in Duluth. Thank you very much again, Bishop-elect. I appreciate it. God bless. Thank you. God- God Thank bless you. you. All right. Well, that was a great interview. After oh, after um, uh, after we're, uh, our break, we're going to be talking to Annie Gobe, a very long-time parish secretary here in the city of Duluth.